You know what I wish for uh, on 11-11 tonight? What's that? The 11th episode of the North of 60 podcast. Because <laughs> it's the 11th episode. That's good. <laughs> I told you it was a good one. That's the one that you were thinking of all weekend. Uh, most of today. Today. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. Not all weekend. I'm sure like... I'm sure I would have settled at the same conclusion if it was all weekend. But... <laughs> That's fair. No, it's a good one. 11-11, like, yeah, I guess it just, it all works in together. Tell That's me it's good. not funny and that you're not laughing right now. No, you definitely got a giggle. I let more air out than usual there, I'd say. I was asking the listeners, not your <laughs> Oh, that's ass. good, yeah. Yeah, comment so. below. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Join us at uh, discord.com slash north of 64 and drop your comment on our jokes. Let's start a discord. Is that how Discord works with the a north URL? Of, the North of sixty di, four, di, yeah. Di, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Greg. This is Darren. This is the North of sixty four cast, the eleventh episode. If uh, if you're listening, shout out to you. I, oh. Wow, eleven episodes and you're still here. That's that's fucking awesome. Thank you. After this here. intro, I don't think I'd be a listener anymore. So <laughs> if you still are, thank you. If you still are, uh. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been a fun little journey. We had some fun. We took last week off just to kind of chill, do our own thing, and whatever else. But uh, we're back in it today. We have a cool topic today. I'm I'm kind of excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do uh, gear that you didn't know you need it until you had it, and now yeah. that you can't, now that you have it, you can't live without it. Yeah, so we'll we'll go through like a few a few different types of things. I'm gonna talk about kind of uh, plugins. More so plugins that I didn't know I needed until I had it. And now I would not know what to do without. Mm. Um, but before we get, title. Yeah, that's going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to have to click read more just to read the title of the podcast. Make it an acronym and fuck everybody up. Yeah, yeah, everyone will know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, before we get into it, though, what are you listening to this uh, the past couple of weeks? Try to regain my thoughts. <laughs> um, so recently, and I don't really even know what Spurn uh, like kind of brought it on. I've been bumping uh, Copacetic by Knuckle Puck a lot. Cool. And it's an album that at the time uh, when it first came out, I really didn't like it because I think I was kind of still stuck on uh, what they were doing with like the few EPs they released prior. And they had like kind of a specific sound that I liked. Uh and I guess just after sitting on it for a few years, untitled from that album randomly just kind of came on in my drive home and I really liked it. Yeah. So I, I've been checking out the rest of the album and honestly, like I, I love it and I don't know what I didn't like a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's sick. Knuckle Puck's sick. They had one song that I can never remember the name of that I really liked. That's some cool chanty part in it that um, yeah. I remember liking a lot in college. Their old stuff was really good too. Like... um, the Weight That You Buried EP, I believe it's called. I was a, I was like a really big fan of it. And that's kind of why when they dropped Copacetic, I really didn't like it because I just kind of didn't like they were going in this different direction. Yeah. And now looking back on it, it's not even really any different. And I think I was just like bitter and dumb. Yeah, you just you set expectations based on a previous project that yeah. you wanted it to sound just like that. And I probably did the thing where I listened to the album once and then immediately disregard it and then leave it alone for four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's fine. What about you? Last couple um, weeks? I have listened to a lot of Black Bear the past couple of weeks, specifically the past uh, few days. Um, Machine Gun Kelly just dropped a film that he 
directed with Maud Sun. Uh, he draw, it's like a one hour film based on uh, his latest album, Tickets to My Downfall. Mm. And um, yeah, just seeing Black Bear and it got me hyped. Uh, and I love Black Bear. So I was listening to his album, Digital Drug Lord, which is a fantastic album. Talks about him going through um, substance abuse and, and kind of dealing with that. Mm. And there's some fun songs on there too. But um, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Black Bear lately. That's kind of what's been on my radar. He's featured on that um, the one MGK song, right? Uh, my ex's best friend. Yeah, yeah. Called, right? and so yeah, in yeah. the uh, in the film they did, he does his feature part in that too, and they did a remix of it where it's like more live drums with Travis Barker playing in the background, and it was actually a really cool remix, like a lot more open space. Oh. It was. Uh, huh. You should check that film out though. It's like an hour long. Um, mm-hmm. Emily and I checked it out and, and loved it. It was it was really really dope. We've given MGK so much free promotion on this podcast. He better fucking sponsor us by the end of all this shit. Yeah, so his film had 6.9 million views and it came out last week. I don't think he cares about North of 64's promotion. Um, Greg, after this weekend, we are viral internet fucking mm. superstars. Yeah, what go check out our TikTok, about? y'all. <laughs> what are you fucking talking We're influencers now, bro. We, we made our, it. Our first video that passed 1,000 likes this weekend. It was cool, a cool little surprise because like it's not huge, but like we woke up to it. Like it literally happened overnight. Yeah. And it was it was a pretty cool uh little milestone. You gotta celebrate the small victories, man. It makes everything just feel so much more worthwhile. So absolutely. It's step by step. It's just another thing that we ticked off and hopefully uh get it ticked off. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. TikTok. Yeah. But yeah, uh follow us on uh TikTok at North of 64. There should be a few more videos a week coming up for anyone listening to this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's, uh, let's get going though. What's your first piece of gear or plug-in or whatever that, uh, you didn't know you couldn't live without is a compressed answer. Yeah. Version. It's funny that you say compressed and it's funny <laughs> that we just talked about that TikTok that just got some hits on it because that TikTok was about a free plugin called the soft tube saturation knob. And what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> this plugin has helped our drums slap harder. It has helped add nice harmonics to the vocals. Um, I sometimes use it on, on a completely separate bus and crank it all the way and kind of use it as a parallel saturation on vocals. The thing slaps. It's absolutely free. Um, I, I first downloaded it it, when I was in college studying for audio production, because, um, at that time I was in college. So, I mean, I didn't, money wasn't, I didn't have a lot of money and I wanted to buy all the plugins in the world. And I was like (laughs) used to the stock plugins and pro tools and whatever else. So I found this free plugin. It is one knob that controls essentially the amount of saturation you're putting on a track. It um, essentially compresses and distorts um, whatever track you're using it on and adds additional harmonics to it. Uh, it's like an exciter or, or a distortion. Mm. Um, but man, it is that plugin is fantastic. And now that I've used it so much and it's just a part of my mixing process mm. and mostly my beat making process, it's usually like when we're making a beat, we lay down an 808 and I almost instantly throw that thing on there. We've used it on a lot though, man. Like especially yeah. um 
if we're ever doing any kind of like experimental sounds, either with like your vocal or like reversing guitars or any of that kind of stuff, we usually always chuck it on, even if nothing else, but to like beef it up a little bit and add some more like richness to it. Yeah, because it has its own color. Like even if you don't push <laughs> it a lot, like we've had the saturation knob on vocals with um with the knob just turned up just slightly. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's such a nice color to it. And it really helps the vocal cut um, through a busy mix, which helps us a lot with songs like Pink Skies or Truman, where it was um, fairly busy with all the instru- like all the, the big instrumental and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's my first, my first mention is the mm-hmm. soft tube saturation knob, which again, entirely free. If you make music, if you produce, if you mix, download that it works in any DAW and it's fucking amazing i've downloaded it myself i can confirm it, it mm-hmm. kicks ass i've even used it a little bit on um some like light uh cord work when i want them to cut through a little bit better and beef totally, them up a little man. bit yeah it, it really works on anything like i mainly use it on drums 808s and vocals but yeah you can use it on anything so my first one uh it's kind of weird because it's not exactly like uh, actually like a piece of gear, but it's kind of more so just like a, a thing in my music space. Um, I've recently hung up strip lights pretty much around every inch of my bedroom. Yeah. And so, A, the lighting in my room has always been terrible. And whenever it's dark, uh, I just can't think. Like, uh, I don't know what it is. I can't come up with ideas. And it was really... Uh, cool the couple times where i came over to track guitars and you turned off all your lights <laughs> yeah man so i find the vibe this might sound corny but it is what it is in my head this is how it works the mm-hmm. vibe is so incredibly important like when i record vocals i usually can't sing with full lights on in a room like anytime mm-hmm. i have a small lamp in my room now that we generally used um when we were recording vocals in like december where mm. I'd have to turn the light, like the main light on my room off and turn the lamp on and face it towards a wall just to get like a little bit of ambient lighting. Yeah, I yeah. used to have like the um, the smart lighting in here, like the LED smart light. We changed it to like purple or something. Like, yeah, I, dude, I hear you completely. Mm. The vibe is so important. <laughs> so I typically, I have kind of two ways I set it. Like when I'm writing and I'm really trying to think, I turn every light in the entire room on. I turn all the strip lights on, I turn my lamp on, I turn everything on. Uh, And then when I'm tracking, I usually set them all to like some cool colored light or something just to kind of set the move as I, as I go. But it just adds such like an atmosphere in the room. And I know it sounds weird and it sounds like nothing because they're just like cheap little fucking Amazon strip lights, but I can't imagine having like my music space without them anymore. So I kind of figured it'd be a good space to start with this straight up. Yeah, it totally is very important in uh, any kind of recording or creative space. I feel. I totally feel you. It uh, it completely changes the vibe entirely. It can help you get creative too, having like different yeah. colors to mess with and and shit like that. Just looks cool too. It looks yeah, cool. Straight up. <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, my next one. It's it's kind of an obvious one, but I'm going to mention it. Um, this is again mine are kind of aimed more towards like uh, like mix engineers, I guess, but producers too. But um, my very obvious yet unbelievably necessary i could never even track a song without it is autotune or melodyne Mm. some sort of pitch correction software is an absolute must um Mm. it's not necessarily something where i never knew i needed it because 
even in school and like just listen to pop music you know right away that everything is tuned like you need to have pitch correction Mm -hmm. but if if something were to happen and i were to not have access to auto-tune or a pitch correction (laughs) software anymore i would not be able to record vocals not just my own but like anyone else's even if it's the best singer you know like i need to have that pitch correction just for that little extra tightness you know yeah absolutely um, yeah, and especially my own vocals. Like I need if if autotune wasn't a thing, north of 64 wouldn't be a thing. So it's a very, very crucial tool to uh to our setup. Well, especially even like so obviously it you do need it just for like the production aspect of it, right? But even as just like a like a confidence booster when you do a take, like if that sound that track sounds a little better than when you initially recorded it, maybe that kind of gives you more confidence to even just like really go for it the next time. Right. Cause you're getting those results back that you want to hear. 100% man. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's um, it's a must have. And I mean, there's really no further explanation needed. It's auto tune. Yeah. It's pitch correction. It's yeah. uh, it tunes the vocals and it is unbelievably necessary. If you can, um, I highly recommend Melodyne. Mm. It has, um, what's it called like dynamic node analyzer or something like that or DNA yeah. software. And it's basically can take a full guitar chord with multiple notes playing at once. And it can tune the entire chord for you. Um, note by note, which is absolutely insane. That's not a necessity. I mean, tune your guitar and play it. Right. But <laughs> if you are able to have that at your disposal, I mean, hundred percent cop that. I watched a video the other day. Um, a guy named Samurai Guitarist on YouTube. It's a great follow too if you want some just like guitar tips and wisdom. Yeah. But um, he did this thing where he played a solo intentionally one half step out of key on purpose and then used Melodyne to bring everything back up and you would never be able to tell that he played that thing at the wrong key. <laughs> Melodyne is the like most insane cheat code in the music industry. Like Melodyne is absolutely insane. So he played straight into a DI box and then played out of key. And what he did was he reamped with the DI and then used Melodyne to fix the key. And it, you would never be able to tell that this piece of shit that originally was, was the original take. It's amazing. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Melodyne is a beast. We personally do not use Melodyne. Um, I have used Melodyne before. Uh, I I just ended up buying AutoTune. Um, mm-hmm. And for the price of Melodyne, I just don't need that right now. You know, I think down the line, I'll probably end up copying it. But right now, AutoTune does everything that I need for pitch correction software. Yeah. But uh, yeah, again, AutoTune. I don't know what I would do without AutoTune or Melodyne. So my next one is, uh, it's fairly obvious to uh, two guitars, and I wish it was obvious to me when I was younger. A compressor on my pedal board. Uh, for, for years when I started playing, when I first kind of started getting into effects and gear and such, I always uh, just thought it was unnecessary, really. Like, I, I never saw the benefit of having one. I thought I could always just get by without it, and it was just is what it is, right? And since putting one on my board i maybe to my own detriment but i feel like i can't actually play guitar when i don't have a compressor on like um it's a large difference even in just my confidence and how i play if i were to plug into just like straight into an amp without it i feel like i am a worse guitarist as a result of it like uh it really is just like the glue 
that holds everything together in your rig and your whole signal. Straight up. It helps um, even out your signal before it gets to your pedals. Because if you just plug right into like a tube screamer, let's say, um, any peaks and valleys in your performance or just from your signal is going to show, it's going to affect that pedal. If you can hit a compressor, it's going to smooth everything out before you get there and tighten everything up. You're going to use the tube screamer or whatever pedals coming after the compressor to its full um, ability and hear everything the way it's meant to be heard. And I feel like I've catered my playing style so much to having it that I really think I would be uh, lost without it. Like, uh, I, I'm not going to get into it because it's so obvious, but um, but reverb is another one, obviously. But I view uh, compression almost at the same level as reverb in my signal chain, where they're so like vitally important to everything I do that I don't know how I could ever not have it again. Yeah, that relates to like um, even me when I'm mixing too. I compress absolutely everything that hasn't already been compressed. So, I mean, like drum samples have already usually been compressed. I don't need to use too much compression there, but, um, and same with guitars, guitars are naturally compressed as they go through an amplifier and they're going to be compressed at the beginning of the signal chain, usually through a pedal board, but, um, vocals are compressed like always. It's not even a question. I'm always compressing my vocals, anyone else's vocals I work on. It's, it's just part of it. You compress the entire track when it's done. Like if yep. compression wasn't a thing, uh, music would be so different. It would be, yeah, so it would sound like weird. And a lot of people wouldn't understand why it sounds different, you know, because compression is one of those like weird things that um, not a lot of people, even a lot of audio engineers um, just don't understand what it fully does. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, but, even like uh, we've talked about it on this podcast too. I, my understanding of what it actually does has grown over the last year or two. But at the beginning, I didn't even really know why I liked it other than the fact that I just liked it. And I knew it kind of squished everything and glued it together. Yeah. Um, through talking to you and my own research and stuff, I've now kind of gotten a better understanding of what it, its actual purpose is. But, uh, but yeah, um, that's a definite staple that will never leave my yeah. brain straight up also um compressor i hardly knew her nice yeah it's a classic comedy but um (laughs) it's a good one (laughs) um yeah so my next one uh very so it, it took me up until literally about a year ago to the date maybe like 10 months ago i was I always run dual monitors, which in its own thing, when mixing a recording or producing even, a dual monitor setup is so helpful. But using an actual computer monitor that's good for your eyes is very, <laughs> very important. So I uh, I had a small, I think 28 or 30 inch TV sitting on my desk behind my MacBook and that was my second monitor. And my eyes were burning after every single session all the time. Dude, and it was so bad for you. <laughs> you like, can barely even read some of this shit on it, too, because it was an old TV. Remember, you didn't even really fully, like, because you get used to shit like that, right? Like, I have a big-ass TV in my bedroom now. And before, I don't think I can go back to, like, a 20-inch. But for the majority of my life, I had, like, a 25-inch TV. Right? Straight up. Yeah. 
It, you don't realize until you make the upgrade. <laughs> we, I sat when I first started like tracking your vocals for you. The first time I sat down at your desk and looked at it, I went like, "How the fuck do you even see?" <laughs> yeah, straight like... up, man. And I didn't realize how bad it was until, like I said, like ten months ago, I got a Samsung curved uh, a gaming monitor, and it, it it is night and day. Like it is unbelievably clear. Um, your eyes match the shape of a curved monitor. So it's better for your eyes. You're not straining your eyes as much. And it has an eye saver mode, which is like the blue light reduction or, or however it works. Um, but dude, I now that I have this, I could not go back to throwing a TV on my desk <laughs> and fucking mixing, staring at that for eight hours a day. Like it's just, it's, I can't go back to that, man. It's uh, a, a big game changer for me. Especially like an old, bad, not it wasn't even yeah. like, like a 4K TV or like even it like wasn't even TV. HD. Yeah, yeah, it was it was brutal, man. It was brutal. But uh, we out here, man. I learned my lesson, and now it's yeah, it's one of those things I can't really. Um, I don't think I can go back to to a TV. It's got a, a good <laughs> monitor is good, and it doesn't need to be like a big like curved monitor, but. Uh, a monitor that is meant to be a computer monitor is a good move and you will save your eyes and you'll save yourself a lot of literal headaches. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's definitely worth it. So the reason while we're on that still, the reason I didn't want to upgrade to a monitor and I was fine with the TV is a, like Darren said, like you just grow comfortable with that kind of shit. And I grew comfortable with it, but um, I, I felt that it's, it's like, oh, well, this isn't going to like affect my mixing. Like this isn't going to change any of the audio quality. Like I'm going to invest this into like a new piece of a new plugin or like a new guitar pedal or something like that instead. Mm -hmm. And then you realize like when you're mixing eight hours at a time, 10 hours at a time, like, dude, your health is pretty fucking important. And like your mm -hmm. eyesight, you only have two pairs. Like you only have two pairs of eyes. You only <laughs> you have, have <laughs> you only have one pair of eyes. You know, I'm you looking at a fucking four eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's and I already have poor eyes. And I'm already wearing glasses. You yeah. know, I can't keep burning my retinas. So my retina, my retina, retina. <laughs> I hardly know. Her. Radio silence. So, so moving so, on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Have we ever had a more fucking train wreck of a podcast than this one? Uh, that's okay. Thanks for listening, Mitch. <laughs> hey, my wife <laughs> listens. Yeah, but that's yeah, true. Emily doesn't. And <laughs> anyways, uh, I think Tyler the, listens. Shout out Tyler too. Back to your regularly resumed programming. <laughs> um, the I've completely fucking lost my train of thought. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your next thing you can uh, not live without? So I do believe that like quality of life items are very important. Like you said, like the monitor was, it's not going to exactly say help the audio quality at all, but it's just a quality of life upgrade that makes your life easier. Yeah, obviously. Um, for mine, it's about uh, guitar maintenance because I was always kind of the one to throw a towel down on my desk and use like, tin snips to take the strings off and shit it's, it's really funny you say that because i'm going to stop you right now yeah. i restrung my telecaster last week so how i did it it was a really cool technique i tried i threw a <laughs> towel down on my desk and used tin snips and used tin snips <laughs> to cut the so, and here we that's are fine. that's <laughs> fine too but so just recently like um 
So even a towel is fine because at least you're putting like padding down where the guitar is going, right? But my main point is a a um, neck holder, like a, a guitar block, and a good multi-tool and set of string cutters. And the multi-tool including like, say, a, um, a string winder. That's what app. I have. I don't yeah. actually have 10 snips. <laughs> okay, so you're fine. Then. Yeah, it has the <laughs> winder on it. You put it in the... So I I never had a, a string winder. I never had anything to lift the guitar neck up. Uh, I would pretty much just lay the guitar down, manually twist the tuning knobs, and use Tim Stimps to cut the strings. And restringing my guitar took a very, very long and painful time. Yeah. Um, and even just grabbing this like $20 little multi-tool thing I have and a string winder and a block to lift the neck up as, is like an absolute game changer. Two weeks ago, I restrung like three of my guitars in like 45 minutes which did probably you get the, did you get the um electric multi-tool or just no 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 one? i'm not that fancy yeah okay word yeah. i wasn't sure yeah as you're talking about this i am uh, ordering a 20 dollar donner guitar neck rest on the exact one i have don't worry yeah i'm gonna <laughs> get that right now because it's so frustrating when you're literally holding the neck and picking it up just so you can wide the strings mm -hmm. so especially it, when you're trying to apply like tension on the on the um the head sock to lay the string down properly and tune it right mm -hmm. as you're like balancing this the thing up with like your left hand and tuning with your right like it's it's irritating right yeah it's very annoying um I've also used a stack of books before, which uh, they fall. So that didn't really help me too much. <laughs> and it's like 20 bucks. If you have 20 bucks to, to put yeah. on this and it's guitar maintenance day. Again, quality of life items I do believe are very important. Like even like I talked about earlier, the, the strip lights obviously are not going to make me a better musician and they are not going to help me actually write better, but it makes the environment I'm in better. And it's just a quality of life upgrade that, I do believe it's very important when you're trying to do anything creative or work in any kind of creative space. I fully agree, man. Anything that's going to help, I don't even have to reiterate, anything that helps make sh anything easier will help your creative process. 100%. Nothing should fight you because like this shit is supposed to be fun yes. and anything that becomes like a pain in the ass about it will eventually bug you because you're spending a lot of your free time in that space. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, at the end of the day, if it's if it's time to do some guitar maintenance, your main priority is still playing the guitar, not fixing it. So I mean, you want yeah. the maintenance to go as quickly and and smoothly as possible, so that a you're done quick and you can just start playing guitar, and b you're not so frustrated that you don't even want to play guitar when you're done. Yeah, and plus a good setup makes a big difference, man. There's nothing worse than when you know what you're like physically doing is right, but the output is not what you want it to be like you know when you're, you're playing a chord right but it doesn't sound or feel like you wanted to because your guitar is just not set up properly yeah guitar maintenance is very very important and i wish i even learned about it uh, much earlier in my life oh yeah well you know i only really got heavy into guitar maintenance like last year before that you were doing the guitar setups <laughs> so i mean like you're doing restringing my guitar um once you it's important to like understand how to do that stuff because maybe your friend that does it is busy or like you don't want to go and pay a music shop to do it and it really is easy once you figure it out so yeah I, like i got sick of asking my dad every time i needed to uh yeah like a guitar needed a setup right straight up um yeah do you have any more or what are I, we, I have one more that's more so an honorable mention not as much um a necessity, but since I used it and since I purchased it, 
I am not sure I could go back to using any other EQ specifically on guitars. It is the SSL G channel um, strip. And it is going to be my last one too. So that's perfect. Yeah. So we'll both talk about this one. So uh, it basically, it is an emulation of a G channel uh, SSL strip, which is an SSL console, an analog audio console. Um, I was lucky enough to mix um, quite a bit on that when I went to uh, at Metalworks, at Metalworks Studios. And I absolutely loved it. I mixed on the E channel and the G channel uh, consoles and both amazing. I have both of the plugins, the both the emulators. Um, the G channel, we first really realized it together in the same moment, actually, right after I got the plugin, I think it was, it was in between lockdowns. So we were able to get together <laughs> and make music and, um, we recorded some guitar pass through. It was a guitars for one day. We recorded the guitars for one day yep. and we threw this plugin on it. We're like, yeah, let's try this out. Like we haven't really tried it too, too much. Um, other than me like messing with it when I first got it at home on vocals and whatever else, we polished up the low end and boosted around like 5K, which I would never do on guitars usually. I usually don't like how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Dude, the low end was so clean. It didn't feel like we lost low end, but it, the muddiness was gone. Uh, and the high end, it just sounded so bright and so clear and it cut through the mix uh, great. Like it sounded mm-hmm. so fucking good and on top of that before i let darren talk about it too (laughs) um it's a full channel strip so it has the eq that goes into a compressor um you can actually change the routing of it within the plugin which is cool too but there's an eq a compressor and a gate all mixed into one as well as input gain control um so yeah after we put the eq on it we did a slight compression because like i said guitars are already compressed through the pedal board and the amp naturally um, a slight like minus three B um, compression after the EQ and set it to analog mode. So you get that feeling of the emulation that they're going for with this plugin. And dude, I cannot process guitars the same way now that I've used this plugin. It just like, it just like brings them to life. Like yeah, even, so I have um, both the E channel and the G channel and I, I like them both in different ways. Um, the E channel, I find a touch warmer, um, but the G channel has just like so much color to it and so much yeah. nice color to it. Like 100%. That's what I love about the G channel is it feels like its own. Like I, I feel like we're, I'm almost at a point now where like if I'm shown an A and B, I might be able to actually say like, oh, this was done with a G channel because mm-hmm. it has such like a, um, it's transparent. Don't get me wrong. It's still transparent, but it has so much life to it. It has its own color to it, which I love. Yeah, like it's transparent in the way that like a clone is transparent, where it still sounds like your guitar and it still sounds like your amp, but like you know that that's a clone. Yeah. And you know it's like that sound that you're looking for, right? Yeah, that's a good comparison. Um, I don't think I have recorded guitars in the past three months without using that uh, G channel. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. It's like, great. I don't think I've recorded one thing. My first go-to, the second I'm done tracking is... I throw it on there and I've built myself a couple uh, presets on it just because I know I have like one for rhythm guitars, one for lead guitars and whatever. Yeah. And it helps with tracking. It's good to have. So yeah. Like when I'm just trying to get some uh, like rough ideas together, but I know how I kind of want them to sound. and I don't really want to like stop the creative process. 
I'll just chuck on uh, like I have a chord preset that every time I play like kind of similar chords, I'll always use it and it always sounds fucking great. Yeah. And I really don't think that I'd be able to track or record guitars without this thing now. Yeah. You know? No, straight up. I, uh, I totally agree, man. The thing is an absolute beast. Yeah. I, love I wish it. we had it back in uh, January of last year. Yeah. It only made it on one single that we released because <laughs> we got in like <laughs> November and yeah. December, but Hey, we out here, man. Every uh, more to come. More to come. A lot more to come. We're we're already working on um, a lot of concepts for the upcoming album that's going to drop whenever we feel like finalizing it. <laughs> really, whenever <laughs> it happens, it happens. No pressure at all for us on this. We're having fun with music right now and working on um, other things, other projects, which has been very refreshing. Writing different mm-hmm. styles of music and working on some shit for north of 64 outside of releasing music which we'll uh should be able to share fairly soon with y'all soon enough yeah, yeah. soon enough we yeah, uh lots of shit in the the album part um especially will help when we are able to be in the same room as each yeah. other yeah it's tough doing i mean we've both written um quite a few concepts and quite a few yeah. things down I know for myself personally, I have enough to at least drop a, an EP, but um, that's not what we're going for. So we want to get so, together in the same room and put all of our thoughts together and create together. The good part of, is it at least um, by the time we're able to get together, I feel like we're going to have enough ideas that the actual writing process will for the most part be done outside of uh, obviously each other putting our own influences on the other stuff the other person's written. Yeah. But um, the heavy lifting should theoretically be done. So hopefully in the next few months, we are able to at least be in the same room to finish this thing. I fucking um, hope so, man. <laughs> if that's the case, expect an album this summer. If we can't get together until the summer, expect an album next summer. Not the 64 2023, baby. <laughs> Singapore tour coming. <laughs> Philippines, not fucking Philippines, Singapore. I did this last bro. time too. Philippines. Shout out Angel. I do miss Torque Down. I miss Torque Down so much. Yeah, man. Jump. Angel, if you're for some reason listening to this, you guys were like, well, you you could be. We are friends on Facebook, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it. You guys were straight up my favorite local band ever. So much fun, man. They were, they were so dope. If we were offered a show with Torque Down, I will reunite False Hope tomorrow. Sid, I will call you. We will make this fucking happen. Straight up, just to play with Torque Down. I'm, bro, I'm on board. I'm here for it. I love yeah. Torque Down. I will when, jump. Tell me you went tour the Philippines right now with Angel screaming at you to jump. What do you mean? I was the one that wanted to then. I was all <laughs> in on that. That's true. You're ready to book the flight and fucking pay for the <laughs> I shit. I was all in. Mind you, high school didn't have a job. So it was easy for me to be all in on that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, it's like a trip abroad for your high school year, for your senior yeah. year. It was my grad trip, and my parents didn't let me go. You being my parents. Yeah, yeah I got uh, Camp Olympia for mine, so I don't feel too bad, bro. <laughs> what did I get for mine? I don't know. It's not important, though. Wasaga. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, Swaga 2012. Oh, Swaga cool. 2012. Yeah. Anyways, y'all. Do we have anything else? I don't think we've had anything else <laughs> for like just, 10 minutes. We're just ranting. Ranting? No. Rant. I almost burped into the mics. I thought we were just chatting with each other. I realized <laughs> I'm recording this. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, thank you. If you're listening right now, I know you're not. 
but um, shout out anyone ever really at this point. The North of 60 forecast and we're brought to you by Squarespace, the home of all your favorite podcasts. <laughs> and also Anchor. And also the best place to record a podcast, anchor.fm. Sure, microphones. If you can see us on our Zoom meeting right now, which we use free of charge, 40 minutes unlimited, then you would see that we're using Sure SM57 microphones to make us sound fantastic through Zoom meetings. <laughs> we have been North of 64. This is the North of 64 cast. I was going to do one more plug. No, oh, we yeah. should. No, nah. we should. <clears throat> you want to get the money or not? I don't know about you, Greg, but on my way home, I love listening to audiobooks. And the best place that I get my audiobooks from is audible.com. Audible gives you a 30 day free trial with the code North of 60 Forecast. So check out something great today. And I promise you that that code will work and you should try it. And it is very real. And we are sponsored. <laughs> Audible saw the, what is it, like the 30 listeners we get per podcast. And they were like, bet, sign them now, send them the paperwork. Those hip hop kids love audiobooks, bro. It's the key demographic. <laughs> this is the move right here. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it. This is the longest and worst <laughs> outro possible. Uh, if you're listening, thank you so much. I hope there was something you could gain from this. Um, go download Soft Tube Saturation Knob. Go get yourself some LED strip lights. Check out the SSLG and E channel EQs channel strips check out get a guitar maintenance whole kit get the polish while you're there get a guitar get, too get a whole guitar <laughs> get a silver sky don't get uh, half a guitar get a whole fucking guitar get a get a, a nice computer monitor live your best life be happy have fun making music rob just got a guitar shout out rob yeah jimmy page signature telecaster guy's a madman he is. He's going all out right now. He just bought some pedals too. He's going. He bought your tube screamer. I'm pretty sure now too. This has now turned into a chat between friends. Thank you guys for <laughs> listening. <laughs> and just, just in case that we don't see you, because we won't, because we're in lockdown. Yeah. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. We're terrible at podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>